The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Thailand has a particularly turbulent political history. It's got a lot of beautiful beaches, but it's also got military coups and a monarchy that's central to its national character. A recent protest movement has been in the news a bit lately, and in this episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we're going to take a look at why Thailand is unique amongst Southeast Asian nations, how its monarchy is protected, and what demonstrators are risking by calling for change to the way that the country is governed. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Thailand is a popular place for holidaying Australians. It's a bit of a dream destination for people around the world. Along with beautiful beaches, it also has a pretty unique political history, Claire. So let's start there. Thailand is officially called the Kingdom of Thailand and it was formerly known as Siam. It's the only country in Southeast Asia to have escaped colonial rule. That doesn't mean that it didn't escape pressure from France and Britain throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. It absolutely did. And it's many unequal treaties during that time, but it was never ruled by Western empires, which saw it retain a particular character that's still present today. That character is influenced by its prevailing Buddhist religion and the roles of the monarchy and the military. These have all shaped its society and politics. We'll get into the power of the monarchy and the military in a moment, but let's talk about its modern national profile. Today, it's a nation of almost 70 million people and its economy is widely referenced as a success story. As a developing nation, it's done a lot to lift people out of poverty. In 1988, about 65% of the population was considered to be living in poverty, and in 2018, it was almost 10%. It's also improved health and education outcomes, but there's some way to go there. And just quickly, the coronavirus crisis has badly affected Thailand. Despite the nation recording relatively few cases, their numbers stand at 3,552 deaths. And that's because its economy has tourism as a major driver of growth and employment. And of course, that's just not been possible this year. It's also an export dependent nation, notably of cars and electronics and appliances. And it's been hit by drought in recent years. So as a big rice exporter, that's also taken a hit. And Claire, in Thailand, the media are free to criticise the government and its policies, although experts say they rarely do so because the government and military control nearly all the television and radio networks. That's right. And what they're explicitly not free to do is criticise the royal family. And that's because Thailand has what's called les majeste laws. Let's get into that next. Les majeste is a French term, and excuse my terrible accent, <laughs> meaning to do wrong to majesty. It describes an offence against the dignity of the reigning sovereign or against a state. It's not a modern concept at all. No, it's not. And it comes from ancient Rome uh, and has been a feature of most places that have had an absolute monarch as part of their history. These days, Thailand is one of the few countries that still has the law and it's amongst the strictest of the world. In Thailand, anyone who defames, insults or threatens the king, the queen, the heir apparent or the regent will be punished with a jail term between three and 15 years. That law has remained virtually unchanged since the creation of the country's first criminal code in 1908. 
and it's been written into Thailand's constitutions that the king shall be enthroned in a position of revered worship and shall not be violated. No person shall expose the king to any sort of accusation or action. And that's been tricky for some in Thailand because their current king is quite a colourful character. King Maha Vajiralongkorn had his coronation in May 2019 following the death of his very popular father in 2016. He's a really interesting guy. He's 68 years old. As a young man, he did his military training and uni degree via the Duntroon Military College in Canberra. He's been married four times and he's the first in decades to have an official consort. He mostly lives in Germany. His net worth is estimated estimated to be around US $30 billion. It makes him the wealthiest ruler in the world. His father, King Buhimabol, who died in October 2016 after seven decades on the throne, was widely revered and sometimes treated as a god-like figure. So pretty tough act to follow and pretty hard for those who might want to say something about it. And one of the modern day challenges is there's no definition about what constitutes an insult to the monarchy. And critics say that gives authorities leeway way to interpret the law in a very broad way. And that's led critics of the military-backed government to say that they use the law to clamp down on free speech and the United Nations has repeatedly called on Thailand to amend it. To give you some examples of those Les Majestate laws being enforced, between 2014 and early 2018, there were nearly 100 Les Majestate charges filed. In one case, a man was sentenced to 35 years in jail for Facebook posts that were deemed insulting to the royal family. Other examples of prosecutions under those laws have included defaming the late king's pet dog or burning pictures of the king. As you say, human rights groups say that many of these cases were used to persecute opponents to the military government. Allegations which the government denies. The protests in recent months have really zeroed in on these Les Majestés laws because they feel the government is using them as a proxy to silence complaints about Thailand's system of government more broadly. Let's get on to what's happening in Thailand with those protests. Claire, we're just going to start with a bit of context and take a quick look at Thailand's government and why protesters are calling for reform to the monarchy and the resignation of the government. At the start of the 1900s, the Siamese system of government was centralised under the reign of an absolute monarch. And in 1932, that absolute monarchy then gave way to constitutional monarchy with parliamentary government. And since then, it's an on-again, off-again democracy that's seen 19 attempted coups, 12 of which were successful. Today, the Prime Minister is a man called Prayuth Chanocha, who was part of a 2014 coup and then went on to win disputed elections in 2019. He's a former Commander-in-Chief of the Army and is considered a hardliner within the military. Thailand's military is staunchly royalist. One of the justifications for the military coups that have taken place has been that governments were undermining the institution of the monarchy, so those les majeste laws again. Looking now, though, at early 20. 2019, the waves of unrest really began in February after a court ordered a fledgling pro-democracy party to dissolve. That was the Future Forward Party. It was particularly popular with young and first-time voters and it had the third largest share of parliamentary seats in that March 2019 election. On top of that, a prominent pro-democracy activist went missing in Cambodia in June. Uh, He'd been in exile since that 2014 military coup and the government denied any involvement in his disappearance, but it saw a protest movement really grow in earnest since 
since July. Demonstrators, mainly high school students and uni students, are demanding that the government, headed by Prime Minister Chenocha, be dissolved, that the monarchy be reformed, the constitution be rewritten, and that the authorities stop harassing critics. And it's drawing the biggest demonstration since 2014. And that's a big deal because the very act of asking for reform to the monarchy is in breach of those Les Majeste laws. Those at the front of the protest say that they're very fearful of the consequences of speaking out. How have those in power reacted to the protests? Prime Minister Chinocha has said that he'll consider some of the protesters' demands regarding the constitution, but has said that the monarchy should not be criticised. The Royal Palace has made no comment on those protests and demands for reform, but it's interesting that the King has let it be known that he no longer wants those Les Majesté laws to be so widely used. It remains to be seen, of course, whether these protests will result in any meaningful change. Another thing to note about these protests is that so far they've been peaceful. Uh, Demonstrators and authorities both say that they're committed to that. And that is your shortcut to the protests in Thailand. On to our recommendations. My recommendation is a look at the political history behind Pad Thai, one of Thailand's most famous dishes. It was created in the 1930s to help give a sense of national identity as Siam transitioned out of that absolute monarchy and more into the Thailand we know today. Bit of a tangent perhaps, Claire, but pretty interesting. Yeah, and delicious as well. And delicious. (laughs) (laughs) King um, Vajira Lungkorn has a character that you really couldn't make up and I've got a link that really under packs an incident where he was pictured shopping in a very short and very tight tank top uh, caused (laughs) quite a stir at the time. We'll put links to both those recommendations into your episode notes. And as always, there's a written version up on the website at thesquiz.com.au. If you have an idea for a squiz shortcut on a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at hello at thesquiz.com.au. Until next time. 